cochlear implant basic is a site for candidates and their families and friends. If you have been told you qualify for a cochlear implant, these podcast interviews tell how receiving a cochlear implant can be a life-changing experience. You will meet recipients who face a hearing loss and that hearing aids could no longer provide comprehension of speech or music. They face growing isolation, inability to socialize or compete in the world of business. The joy of music disappeared. They explain how receiving a cochlear implant changed their lives. Welcome to Cochlear Implant Basics. A reminder, Cochlear Implant Basics is not sponsored by anyone, nor is it offering medical advice. Please consult your own healthcare provider. We're talking today with Michelle Wagner, who has a son with cochlear implants. And I'm going to let her have the floor. First thing I need is your name. Today's date is the 20th. And where you are, what state you're in. Hi, I'm Michelle Wagner. And I'm in Washington right now. And it's June 20th, 2021. Thank you for joining me. I'd like to know a little bit more about your son, how you discovered he had a hearing problem. And I'm going to let you have the floor and tell me some background to it. Thank you, Richard. So my ex-husband and I always wanted to be parents and we decided to adopt. And I have cousins in Ohio that had just adopted from Russia. So we decided to take that route. We adopted a beautiful little boy from Russia and we brought him home. And two months after we were home, we realized she was about 18 months. And we thought at first it was a language barrier, but it turned out that it didn't seem like he was hearing us. And we were banging pots and pans and he was just not turning around. And so we went to a local ENT. They put hearing aids on him. There didn't seem to be much of a change. And then we went straight to a larger hospital, a bigger audiology team and so forth. And they suggested bilateral cochlear implants. And so it had to go through the FDA approval and all these other hoops to jump through. And Mickey wasn't planted at age three. Now, did he have both done at the same time? Yes, we were fortunate enough for him to do bilateral cochlear implants in both ears at the same time. Now, three years old is considered a little bit older than most pediatrics, but how was his language development? At the time, he had no language. He was just making sounds. And then after he was implanted, and of course, after the recovery period, it was still quite a challenge because it was his first time hearing anything. So we had started some sign language. And then after he was implanted, we had specialists talk to us and they said, do you want a speaking child or a signing child? And we said, well, we have the cochlear implants. We want a speaking child. And there was a lot of different opinions. But the best thing that I did or we did for my son was there was a special program in Southern California called the John Tracy Clinic. And it emerges you for about a month, the parents and the children. So my son and I did this program. We lived in the dorm rooms there that they gave us. And it really showed us how to live with somebody with hearing impairments, with, you know, those challenges and to be able to give him all the tools he needs and 
to this day, we still, he needs to ask for something. I, you know, he repeats it until he, you know, says it correctly. We got divorced during the time of his waiting for the operation, operation, et cetera, being implanted. And we had to go to special schooling and the two of us just lived together. And that was probably the best thing to happen. And I had to change my life. I'm kind of a foodie with a restaurant background and there was no more going to restaurants. He needed the quiet environment of being at home, just the two of us to not have the background noise, especially in the beginning, you know, special school, private speech aside from the special school. And then, you know, I wanted him to not feel any different and I wanted him to have confidence and he played sports. You know, other than the first two schools he was at, so up until about fourth grade, he did everything with other typical children. And till this day, he is 13 now. And he finally went, you know, mainstream to a regular public school where we live. And now he's on kind of a farm school. And till this day, he is confident. He is athletic. We are still going to speech three times a week. And it's always going to be a challenge. You know, we're very positive. He has a great attitude. You know, I couldn't ask for any better situation than he hears. And he's grateful. Attitude plays so much a part in this because some parents absolutely were in a panic. And after they get the cochlear implant, they still haven't calmed down. So you've given a message That's very important for parents to know how important positive thinking is to get the best results. Absolutely. Now, tell me a little bit about the auditory training he gets. He still goes to for training three times a week. Yes, he still goes to a private speech therapist just to work on, you know, sounds and expressive. He also has some other delays cognitively with with learning, but he is a brilliant boy. Very brilliant. He's a builder. He's very hands-on. He loves animals. He's like an animal whisperer. We have chickens at home and he has, you know, they're at school, there's goats and there's chickens and bunnies. You know, he loves all that. And the one thing, you know, always in any school or any sort of anyone that meets him and you know or, or in school with him Mickey is very empathetic. I have to take you back a few steps because parents who find out their child has a severe hearing loss they're in a panic. Could you talk a little bit about when you met the surgeon how you were feeling what was going on in your head at that time when you met with the surgeon and you knew your son had a problem? Yes, I was scared. Yet I was willing to do whatever it took to give this boy every opportunity within my reach. And, you know, we had friends in the medical industry. We asked for opinions, did research, read everything. You know, there's parent groups, both online and that you could find that really put me at ease. It took like a whole year to do the adoption. And that was a roller coaster. Okay. And so then we finally get, you know, this beautiful boy and then find out 
he cannot hear and speak. And, you know, it was devastating, but we were like, okay, what do we do? And we find the best possible solution for this. And yes, at that same time, my then husband, you know, decided he didn't want to be married anymore. And, you know, there was a bunch of challenges, but, you know, now I look back and I don't know how we got through it, but. You should be proud of what you got through. You should be very, very proud because a lot of parents just don't know what to do. They collapse and you didn't collapse for one second. No, we just wanted to do everything. And still till this day, you know, I have his dad's support and support in the community and from everyone just embracing this. How did you find the support? That's an important question. How did you find the people that would help support you? Well, support, I think emotionally supportive is is what I'm, and family and friends. I'm fortunate enough to always have family and friends. And I was kind of always the helper and I was the oldest child. You know, I thought I had everything together. And for the first time in my life, multiple things were, it was like a domino effect of me needing to ask for help. And that's the thing that every parent or person that's going to be a cochlear recipient needs to know. Ask for help, you know, because the help is out there. Emotional help is out there. There's financial help out there. And if you just go into a shell and the last thing for small children that I knew I didn't want to do is act like it was an issue, make it a problem. I wanted my son to know and to feel that he is 100% loved. He is 100% a normal child. He can do anything he wants. And mom and dad are strong and supportive. And because he has felt safe from day one, he's taken it all in stride. And, you know, most recently, I released a book about him as an elementary student trying to tell others about his cochlear implants, you know, because a lot of people don't know what they are. And it's been a huge success. And the whole point of it is awareness and education. Education is what everything comes down to. I have that discussion almost every single day that education is the biggest problem of all, that so many doctors don't even know what a cochlear implant is. The public has no idea. So it's a constant struggle for the education. And what I hear from you is you are playing it forward by educating other people. Even by doing this video, you'll probably reach five or 600 people next week. And somebody's going to click and say, thank you for making the video. Thank you for explaining what's going on. Let me ask you another question. Since you were so young, do you remember what activation day was like when they turned them on? Can you tell me about that? You know, they told us it might be very scary or traumatic and they activated him and he just seemed happier. (laughs) And it was actually a good experience. I know for a lot of adults, it's like more emotional. And for people that have heard before, I think that it's different and maybe some of them do not like how it sounds. But for my son, it was the first time ever he was hearing. 
And just like you have the nucleus seven now, that's what he has as well. And he started out with uh, the nucleus five and then six. And, you know, he hears whispers. He lets us know, you know, if something's too loud or not loud enough. And, you know, we meet with his audiologist now only once a year for mapping and things like that. You know, medicine is so amazing and the doctors and sort of the technology that's out there is incredible. And they came up with not too many years ago, aqua cochlears. And at first, you know, we had lost cochlears, you know, because the slip cover for it was not the best and things like that. But now he is able to swim with his friends, you know, being 13, it's important. And that's pretty amazing. May I ask you a, a question? Parents that I've spoken to are sometimes torn about getting a cochlear implant because they're afraid their child's speech will never sound normal. Can you tell me a little bit about Mickey's speech? I know he's still going to training, but tell me objectively, what do you think his speech sounds like? I mean, those of us that are around him all the time, he's easy to understand. You know, I, I do want you and everyone to, who's listening to keep in mind that that Mickey does have some other cognitive delays so that the comprehension of the speech, but his, you know, receptively, it's amazing. And his speech, he doesn't sound like you would expect. I mean, he does not sound like he is deaf. You know, he's the deaf speech, deaf accent. Right. And he sounds like he has, you know, cochlear implants and perhaps some vocabulary issues. But overall, you know, it's also a work in progress. Uh, we like to say that the progress never stops. There's constant rehabilitation your whole life, no matter how long you've had a cochlear implant. So that's understandable. Let me ask you about music. Does he enjoy music? Oh, he loves, <laughs> loves music. He, in fifth grade, he played the bongos for like a school show. He likes happy music. He loves listening to like the chipmunks and <laughs> has been to concerts with me. I don't know if you know who Michael Franti is, but he's very like happy, upbeat music. And Mickey, you know, was right there in front of the stage. And the famous singer even gave my son his drumstick. And he loves music, loves. That's fantastic. I love that. That's great. I just have to ask you one more question. As a parent, I want you to speak out to other parents who found out their children has a severe hearing loss. What advice would you give them? And I'm going to give you the floor to say anything you want. Embrace it. Take every step in stride. And if you are secure in handling it and open to new ideas and willing to use every resource and do the work yourself, your child will be very successful. But the child has to feel safe. And there are resources for parents. There are parent groups where you can talk to and that's the right place to let out your frustrations and intimidation or sadness and utilize them and talk openly with your family and friends. It's not something to hide for sure. It's an opportunity to educate 
And every path is different. Every road is different. And I know, I know because of certain challenges we overcame together, that he's happy and he's where he is today. That's fantastic. I appreciate your time. Your message will get out there. You've played it forward for hundreds. You have no clue who you're going to reach. So I really do appreciate your telling me the story. Thank you, Richard. All right. You be well. You too. Thank you.